0: Welcome back to the Fueled and Well podcast. Today, we are going to talk about why missing your period is not normal, even if you've been told it is. We'll cover common reasons for missed periods, what not to do if you're hoping to get your period back, and a few simple steps you can start implementing ASAP. Plus, stick around until the very end of the episode for a special offer on a period recovery resource that we are launching soon. Before we dive in, just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended to replace individualized medical care. So, let's start off with what might land you in this place of missing a period or multiple periods and not realizing that it's a problem. Maybe you've missed a few periods, they've been kind of sporadic, and the next time you see your doctor, you bring it up. But you're told something to the extent of, you're an athlete, so it's normal. You have a really stressful job, so it's normal. You used to have an eating disorder, but you've weight restored. It's still normal. You're so active. You're at a healthy weight. You only went off birth control six months ago. Your labs look good. So it's normal, right? The list goes on and on. I cannot tell you how many people have come to me saying, you know, I don't have any big health concerns. And then I ask about their periods and they're really irregular or they're absent, but they have already been told it's normal. And therefore, They don't end up digging any further because why would you, right? If you're told by a healthcare professional or maybe if you're still a competitive athlete, a coach or a teammate that it's normal, you may just say, okay, I got other things to worry about. Let's move on, right? You don't catalog it as the red flag that it is. But here's the thing, not getting a regular period is not normal. And I don't want to say that to make you feel badly if you don't currently have a regular period, but to encourage you not to accept this answer if you have been given the it's normal answer before. Ignoring this red flag from your body can be really, really detrimental to your health and we will get into that. And that is why I encourage you if your periods are irregular or missing, let's dig a little bit further. So let's set the scene a little bit. I want to just talk about why not having a period is a red flag. So if you are female, you are meant to have a monthly cycle. And if you aren't getting it consistently, that indicates that something in your body is off. Missing periods are typically a sign that your body does not feel safe enough in one way or another to fuel your reproductive system, essentially, right? We have so many different body systems and our reproductive system is just one of those. And when there is not enough safety, enough buffer, enough energy to do all the things, reproduction can be one of the first ones to go because if you were to get pregnant and not have the appropriate body resources, things might not go so well, right? So that is why missing periods tend to tell us That something is up. So, what might be lying beneath the surface? Basically, in the absence of other medical conditions, which is why this is really important to start ruling out with a doctor, such as PCOS, thyroid issues, pregnancy, or anatomical concerns that would impact your ability to have a menstrual cycle, three or more missing periods is when we typically really wave that red flag and when somebody often is given the diagnosis of hypothalamic amenorrhea. I'm going to refer to that condition as HA most of the episode so that I don't get tongue-tied. But essentially, amenorrhea is the general term for missing three or more consecutive periods for any reason. And then when we layer on that term of hypothalamic amenorrhea, we know that we are talking about a more narrow Set of missing periods. And in that case, the amenorrhea is due to energy imbalances or physiological stressors, not another medical condition. And so oftentimes you'll hear HA referred to as a diagnosis of exclusion. So once we've excluded, you're not pregnant, you don't have PCOS, your thyroid looks normal, but we still don't have an answer for the missing period, that's where the term HA tends to be provided. Sometimes if you are really active or an athlete, you might hear a doctor call this athletic ametorrhea for you. But either way, the bottom line is the same. For some reason, your body doesn't feel secure enough to menstruate regularly. Luckily, it is absolutely something that you can work on on your own and reverse. So the most common reasons for HA are going to be Inadequate energy or calorie intake from food and sometimes really drastically reduced intakes of specific macronutrients can also cause a similar issue. Excessive exercise or training volume, especially if you run often or incorporate high intensity types of workouts often. And then finally, excessive stress, which leads to an altered hormone response. This one on its own doesn't normally cause you to miss multiple cycles. There are times where in intense moments of grief or big life change, you may miss one period, right? But if you have prolonged continuous missing cycles, it's very unlikely that stress is the only culprit. It's likely the under eating or over exercising paired with stress. So those are pretty much the only roots of HA. Now we will go into this part more in depth in a future episode, but I do want to touch on the consequences of HA quickly in case this is not something you've been exposed to. The why behind these consequences can get really complicated and pretty interesting, but for right now, I just want you to know if you are missing your periods, some of the things that are at risk. So, with HA, we see a variety of different symptoms and consequences, but some of the most common ones are trouble sleeping, mood inconsistencies, fatigue, frequent injury, especially if you're active or an athlete, digestive issues, particularly bloating and constipation that occurs very frequently, regardless of what you eat, long term damage to bone health and bone density and a higher risk of cardiovascular disease. So those are two of your like longer term, more chronic health problems that can come from HA. And then additionally, some other acute issues like trouble getting pregnant. You can still get pregnant though. So let's be mindful of that. Skin sensitivities, acne, and hair loss. So again, that's by no means an extensive list, but those are some of the more common ones. And the ones I really want you to think about and be mindful of are those potential long-term consequences, like damage to your bone health and bone density, as well as an increased risk for cardiovascular disease. Those are things that we are only going to be able to reverse so far. And so if you are missing periods right now, getting on this and figuring it out sooner rather than later is going to be really important. Okay. So now that we kind of know how this manifests and a little bit of you know what the, the problems with AJ may be, I wanted to talk to you about five common mistakes I see clients making so that you can avoid these pitfalls from the start. And then we'll wrap it up with three things you can actually start to work on if you are wanting to recover your period. But five of the most common mistakes I see clients make are one. Eating three meals a day, but no snacks. So maybe you used to be a breakfast skipper. You have come to terms with, I can't skip meals, but you're still nervous or under the impression that snacks are quote unquote too much or not needed for you. When in reality, the calorie intake that it is going to require to get your period back is going to be really hard to meet in just three meals a day. You might be able to do it, but you are making it a lot harder on yourself. Mistake number two, not giving up the high-intensity workouts. So maybe for you, you love Orange Theory. You go five or six times a week. Maybe you do HIT workouts at home that take 30 minutes, and that's how you always start your day. Maybe you love running. And now running isn't always high-intensity But there are some really strong correlations with running and HA. And so we kind of lump running into that group, even if that style of exercise is a little bit different. So if you are just maybe cutting back on frequency, but still keeping those higher intensity workouts in the rotation, you are likely making it much, much harder to recover your period. Mistake number three, eating more but still being really concerned with eating clean. So here's the thing. Again, kind of like mistake number one, where if you are only eating three meals a day, hitting your body's calorie needs for recovery can just be really tricky. It's like a long shot. Same thing with being overly concerned with eating quote unquote clean. That is just going to limit your food Options and the energy density of your food options in a lot of cases, therefore making you have to work even harder to hit that amount of energy, calories, fuel your body needs to feel safe. So, if maybe your focus on clean eating and whole foods eating has kept you from eating things like bread or pasta or certain spreads or sweets. I would argue if you could loosen up on that clean eating focus, it is going to become so much easier logistically to get to that appropriate energy level for your body. Again, just like with the three meals a day, not saying that it can't happen, but it can be a a fight. It can be really, really hard. And period recovery is already hard enough. So anything you can do there to give yourself A little bit more of a leg up is going to be really, really important. Mistake number four. I see a lot. I would say almost every client I work with HA has this going on, where because one of the side effects of HA is digestive distress, especially bloating and constipation, things moving through your system less quickly because your gut is a muscle and it won't have enough energy to do what it needs to do. I see so many clients agree to change their food and then sit down, eat a meal, feel really bloated afterwards and assume they have eaten too much. So they start to cut back again and they're kind of on this roller coaster, right? Where, okay, maybe today's the day that I eat more or that I add carbs or that I bring back that food that I used to restrict in the hopes of helping my body out. Then they experience bloat, which is pretty par for the course with HA, and it gets them really worried, right? Oh, that must mean I can't have this food. It must be something about that food that I'm intolerant to, or my portion was way too big. And you can see how that creates a slippery slope, right? Of going right back into some restrictive food behaviors. So I know it can be really uncomfortable to deal with bloat, but it is temporary and the only way through some of the side effects of HA is to actually go through the process and eat in it. And so there are a lot of ways that you can make it a little bit easier on your gut while still getting in adequate calories, but cutting back will not be the answer. It'll get you further from period recovery. And then mistake number five, you are still filling up on low-calorie, zero-calorie, or diet foods frequently. So whether that means half your plate every time you eat is vegetables or you fill up on a lot of zero-calorie carbonated drinks throughout the day, you buy a lot of diet or no-fat or low-net-carb fitness food products, whatever that might look like for you because we all have different tendencies. But if you are leaning on those foods a lot as part of your diet still, you are likely filling up physically, right? Like volume-wise on foods that are not contributing a lot of energy, a lot of calories. And then you don't feel that hungry, but your body still technically needs more, right? So you can see how that can kind of create a catch-22 when we're eating a lot of those foods that don't carry much nutritional value. We're like, but I think I've eaten enough because I'm not hungry. However, those foods are meant to sort of trick your hunger. So they're making it harder for you to eat enough, even if you feel like you're listening to your hunger and fullness, if that makes sense. So you know, I wouldn't leave you with just a list of here's what not to do. Good luck, right? So let's finish this off with three things you can change literally today if you are working on period recovery. Change number one, incorporate at least two rest days per week and remove any high intensity training. Now, there's not a perfect definition for exactly what high intensity training constitutes as, but typically when we think about the stress response your body has to that type of training, anything over about 70% of your max heart rate or something that requires a lot of interval-driven work is probably gonna classify as something that puts your body in a little bit more of a stressed out mode than lower moderate intensity training, okay? So two rest days a week and evaluate what you are doing for exercise and remove anything high intensity. Step two, ditch the calorie tracking app or the portion containers or whatever you're using to essentially keep your food in check, right? Get rid of that tool, And instead, just make it a goal to eat three meals and three snacks a day. And I say just because it's simple, not because it's easy, right? Those are two really different things sometimes, especially with our relationship to food. If three meals and three snacks a day feels like a lot, work your way up to it. But just know that even if it doesn't seem like you're hungry enough for that many meals and snacks, it is going to be really, really hard to hit your body's calorie needs for recovery if you're only eating a few times a day. So do what you can there, but get rid of whatever constraints like calorie trackers or portion containers or whatever are keeping you under eating and just go for that three meals and three snacks a day goal for right now so that it doesn't feel too complicated. And then Step three, and this one is a little bit more subjective, but try to assess any significant, consistent areas of stress, be that physical or mental, and try to make a game plan to mitigate or lessen those as much as you can. Now, I know we can't like wave a magic wand and have zero stress in our lives. It's not practical. But maybe take a few days and kind of take inventory. Where might my big moments of stress be coming from? What might be contributing most to my stress? And is there any way for me to reduce that or to work with it a little bit better? So if a lot of your stress is coming from the mental side of things, a couple ideas to consider. Maybe therapy, breath work, five minutes of meditating at the end of a stressful workday. There are so many free apps that will guide you through something like that. Setting boundaries, setting boundaries, taking some time alone if that's how you recharge or building in some social options if that's how you recharge, right? There's so many different ways to, to consider mitigating your mental stress, but our bodies do physically respond to mental stress and our stress hormones are a part of that whole complex hormonal response that can spur on HA. Again, Fixing stress without addressing food or exercise is highly unlikely to get your period to come back, but it is a piece of the puzzle. If maybe physical stress is more of what's going on for you, make sure that you are sleeping enough and just making a point to physically recover between your workouts. Don't push your body too hard to where you're physically so exhausted, so sore try to try to figure out where you can build in a little bit more physical rest for yourself. So to just reiterate, step 1, two rest days a week, no high intensity training. Step 2, ditch the calorie trackers and eat three meals, three snacks a day, and step 3, start working on your stress whether that's physical stressors or mental stressors. Okay. So we covered a lot, like a lot of different parts of period recovery and health today. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, please know that getting your period back is absolutely something you can make happen. I have seen so many women do it. It might take a little while, and it might require getting out of your comfort zone, but you have the power to nurture your body back to a place where it feels safe enough to have regular periods again. And if you feel Really nervous about making the food and exercise changes. I would strongly consider looking at getting help from a professional like a dietitian or therapist so that you can get this addressed sooner rather than later and therefore minimize some of those long term health consequences we talked about. Now, I know this is the first podcast episode that we have done on this topic, but I am so excited to deep dive into hormone health and period recovery more in future episodes so if you have any specific questions or people who you think would be really great guests who can speak to you know certain deep dives in this area please please let me know you can reach out to us on instagram everything is linked in the show notes with how to get in touch with us but i would love to hear from you so that these episodes can be exactly what you need them to be So if you stuck around till the very end of this episode, thank you so much, you are incredible. I know we got a little technical and it was a lot of info, but here's the thing. While you can recover your period alone, you don't have to do it alone. Having professional support and a community of women who are striving for the same exact goal as you can accelerate your progress massively and give you the confidence you need to actually get your period back this year for good. So, as a special podcast only offer for you, I want to give you access to $100 off my 12-week period recovery coaching program that starts in April of 2023. Just as a thanks for supporting this podcast and being here. So, how you redeem that is Get yourself on the wait list if you are listening before March 22nd or apply. Either way, the link is in the show notes. Express that interest. And when you fill out the form, just indicate that you found us through the podcast. There's a question that actually asks you that. And I will make sure that when you decide to enroll, you get $100 off that price. Okay. If you have any other questions about period recovery, know that I am always here. We are on Instagram at period.recovery.dietitian and at TikTok at a very similar handle. They are linked in the show notes and I will see you next week.